Hey, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the Take Control Podcast. You got Brandy here. I'm Darielle. It's Kim. What's going on, ladies? (laughs) That. Every time we say how we're doing, we always pause because it's just like. (laughs) Shit is always, always need to be take control of. Right. Absolutely. I miss you guys. It's been a while. Yeah, I miss you, Jill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what happened between the last time we recorded and now. Halloween. That was what? the last time we recorded? <clears throat> what a couple we weeks ago. Was it the 21 oh, it questions? Oh, it was anniversary. That was the 20. Oh, it was the anniversary was the show. Questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot has happened since then. Oh, my God. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know if I had a lot of... Wow. Same thing that happened for me is I went to Nashville and actually liked it this time because I got to control where I went and I went to a lot of the hip hop clubs instead of like being on the bride's time and doing country city. (laughs) So it's fun. And it was shocked me the niggas is in Nashville. Are they? My husband is in Nashville. We gonna keep it. The niggas are in Nashville. (laughs) I was shocked. I'm gonna tell y'all after we get done. I am traveling enough. Take me to the south. Girl, it's at least six hour drive. Look, take control, take Nashville. Go? Because I'm not lying. My husband, the man Come I'm supposed on. to marry, is there. Take like, control, I'm takes Nashville. Ready. You've been traveling a lot. I have. Um, I've been good. I can't really complain. Um, I went to Florida. I went to New Orleans. I've never been there. Uh, yeah. New Orleans is amazing. If for nothing else than the food. Like, it's a lot of culture. It's a lot of history. Mm. It depends on what you're into. Like, if you're into, like supernatural and all of that stuff it's a great place for that um like the hotel that my friend stayed in shout out to maria um it's apparently haunted uh, oh yeah. bye. and you stayed there i didn't oh I shit. Say, you, bye and also plead the blood blood of jesus but yeah they mm-hmm. were saying that the hotel is hunted because it used to be it was an orphanage it was a opera house it was all of these other different things before it was a hotel but literally mm-hmm. every time we got in the Uber and we were like, oh, we're going to Bourbon Orleans Hotel. They're like, oh. Immediately, no. Mm-mm. Did no. you run into the ghost? And it was like, the what? They actually said that? Yeah. Bye. It was like a thing. Bye. And it was so normal. Like, it's just like not creepy to them at all. One of the um, employees at the hotel was like, yeah, the little girl, she usually frequents the fourth and the sixth floor. People will come in their room and like stuff won't be where they left it or oh, they can't find something. Oh, hell no. And the front desk will be like, oh, check under your pillow or check under your bed. And apparently, like, this little no. ghost girl is fucking with people. Yeah. No. Nope. We did stay um, in an Airbnb that was, like, right where um, Katrina hit the hardest, which was the ninth ward. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so the Uber drivers was giving us all kind of history about that. Yeah. Um, but it was a great trip. The food was amazing. Yeah, I want to go. Yeah. I definitely go there. And I want to go to, like, Louisiana or... Dumbass. <laughs> um, Alabama. Too. Alabama's also a good time. I've been to Birmingham. <laughs> See, that's where I want to go, like, for sure. And speaking of Tennessee, I want to go to Memphis. Memphis is like Akron. Uh, is it? That's oh. all what I'd be saying about, like, Atlanta and Detroit. Detroit, to me, feels like Cleveland, and Atlanta feels like Cincinnati. Yeah, Memphis is definitely like Akron. They have Bill Street, which is, like, their strip of, like, bars and... Mm things who's real ghetto <laughs> but, but memphis is cool 
I was a little disappointed in the food when I went to Memphis in the summertime. But yeah, yeah. Through. I'm trying to um, I've decided that the cold weather isn't for me. So I'm trying to figure out a way that I can travel one week in a month. Yeah, I know I'm, that's right. I've never wanted to be here. My whole family is from the south and then decided to have me and my brother up here and then move back south. <laughs> why? 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 <laughs> so fuck Ohio. Um, but yeah, things have been good my way. D. They all right. Oh. I don't so. got much to say. I'm here. I'm blessed. Period. That's all I'm going to say. Not stressed and blessed. That's what I be telling people when they say, how are you? Stressed and blessed, friend. How are you? <laughs> Not mad at that. Um, I was going to say something about Florida, but I lost my train of thought. Um, oh, I went to Florida to like go set for 2023 in a just a quiet place away from family, away from friends, away from work and all mm. of that. Um, and it did me a lot of good. Like it did me a nice. lot of good. Oh, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm ready to like hit the ground running in 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, I got clear vision on what I want to do and all of that. So more to come about because we want to try to make it um, something that we do twice a year and mm-hmm. invite people to come and join us. So, but I'll share offline. Um, yeah, so I've been good. I can't complain. Wow. Okay. Nice. Can't complain. Bing bong. <laughs> so current events ladies what we got going on i haven't been in the um instagram streets or the twitter streets but i did hear that um what's his name bought twitter and black twitter hasn't been the same Stop. Who? they've been saying uh elon musk they've been saying rest in peace to twitter because it's supposed to be ending i saw him say something about twitter he's gonna be charging for twitter uh, so i don't know if twitter's ending or he's gonna be charging i don't fucking know but i just wanted to tell y'all black folks that i don't want to hear y'all complaining because all y'all motherfuckers get on there every day talking about some twitter shouldn't be free i will pay for twitter and now that it might be a charge now y'all want to be complaining I don't know how I feel about Twitter. I haven't been actively. I could My last tweet is off. from May. And then before that, I posted that because I had graduated. And then before that, I honestly couldn't tell you the last time I've been on there. I, I just lost interest. Like, Twitter can go. Honestly. Yeah, I lost interest like two years ago. Because the same stuff you see on there is it's on, again, Instagram. It's on Instagram. Yep. It's on TikTok. Yep. So I think yeah, Twitter goodbye. is. Rest in peace. Sayonara. Huh. <laughs> yeah. You like Twitter? No, I haven't. I have a Twitter, but I haven't been on Twitter probably since like Instagram started yeah. popping. So that's probably at least like eight years, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, I did read that they were saying that like people can now pay for the verified check, which is like messing people up because people are going in there and saying that they're like LeBron James or that they're, and it's like one <laughs> like one character off from like the actual name real page and people are getting scammed and like if you're not the point of verification is so people know that you are an actual individual with a certain status not because you feel like you your 200 followers want to be on there if you're not making money from it buy yeah like that's literally the point is so it's a constant form of income for these people and that they don't get scammed absolutely not because you want to show off to your homeboys that you got a blue check right the fuck it's the cloud um, for me. And other news, which I'm just going to kind of like glaze over this. I don't even want to talk about it. Um, Trump announced his reelection uh, or he's I mean, running again in 2024. 
and apparently Kanye West is too. What a joke. If um, Jesus is ready to take us, like, come on. With open arms, I welcome you. Yeah, I'm ready whenever he is. I'm not I'm just ready, only because I... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't lived life to my fullest. Me either, but someone I'm... put made a post that said, "If uh, if today was your last day, do you feel like you lived a happy life?" I was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question, though. Like, Jesus, just please let me have one good year of living life. Well, do you I got you like got like it I before Trump starts, and then if you're ready to come, take us. <laughs> Do you feel like you've lived a good life? A happy life. A happy life. Um, In totality, yes. Death is just so final, though. Mm. And I, I mean, mm-hmm. I know we all have our belief systems, but I, you also, it's kind of like, for me, it's like, what's on the other side? Mm-hmm. I know, but when you're gone, you don't, if ain't nothing there, you wouldn't know no way. Right. But we don't know that. Because if we're going to heaven, is there like a party in heaven? Like... It's heaven like earth, but just like. My friend said, actually speaking to this, my friend said yesterday she had a dream that she died and Mm -hmm. she didn't go right. She knew she was going to heaven in the dream, but she didn't go right there. She went to like a, like basically like the limbo that's been talked about for decades. She went to like limbo and then she woke up before she was about to go to heaven. I've seen like videos. There was this video I seen of this woman where she said that she had a near-death experience and she knew that she was dying and she knew that she was going to heaven and it was so peaceful. Yeah. Like, she wanted to go. Yeah. But then she knew that she was, like, leaving her loved ones and it wasn't, like, necessarily her time. When you get into that whole, like, afterlife conversation, it gets real interesting. I know. Um, Because then I've also seen, and I don't want to talk about this for too long, but I've also seen... There's a TV show um, called Supernatural that I used to watch. I used to watch it too. And there there was an episode where it was like, when you die, heaven was like your fondest memory. So like... Oh, okay. You remember that episode? Yeah. So like for one of the brothers, his fondest memory was um, eating dinner with a girl that he was dating and her family. Because it was like a sense of normalcy for their crazy, chaotic, supernatural lives. Mm -hmm. And then the other brother, it was like a rock concert or something like that. I thought that that was an interesting take. And then um, Joe Budden, he was on Angie Martinez podcast and he said he feels like we die and we come we come back each time as something different. So Mm -hmm. you may come back as a person, you may come back as a tree, you may come back as a bird, you may come back as. um. Then I have an interesting theory on reincarnation because, you know, as someone dies, someone is being born as Mm -hmm. well. So, but the Bible teaches us that we store up our treasures in heaven and the roads are paved in gold and we have our I was about to say, I've literally always pictured it like you look down a hallway and it's a never ending hallway of like gold doors. And it's like you go to your room and then you come out and you frolic with your friends and family and then go back in. Because obviously the in Christianity, the point is there's no suffering, there's no sadness, there's no sorrow, like you're in your best life. But then when we were having that conversation last night, um, there was something about like your memory, like when you're in that limbo, she said something like, and then a couple of us all started talking about it. You like go through all your memories or something. It's not like a judgment, but you're like actively going through all your memories and all this stuff. Like here's mm-hmm. where you have the down times, the failures, the hard times. Here's when you were acting out. Here's your most precious moments. Here's your most loved moments. And then God's like, okay, come on. 
But it's so interesting to hear, like you said, getting into this conversation. So interesting to hear people's, like the small trickets they've heard growing up of like what it'll look yeah. like, whether they're Christian or not. Yeah. It's cool. I remember I had my very first boyfriend. His mother told me that when you die, you go to heaven. And what you do is you just worship and glorify God. And, like, you uh, won't recognize none of your family members or none of that. But, like, it's oh, just, playing. like, she worshiping playing. God all day, every day for eternity. And know. I was so sad. Yeah, I got, that's a lot. Wow. <laughs> I remember I cried and everything. I was devastated. Like, is this the God I serve? Right, like, <laughs> Do you but, remember that movie where they were, like, disappearing in clothes and that was supposed to be the rapture? I think mm-hmm. so. It came out. I think Nicolas Cage is in it. I think I remember. I I think I know what you're talking about. It came out like five to ten years ago, I think. But I remember when that movie came out, people were like, "That's what that's what the rapture's gonna be like." Like God, <laughs> like you're gonna be sitting with your friends, and then Brandy disappears. Disappears. It's just her clothes, and me and Daryl are staring at each other, looking stupid because we like God. Where are you? Hold on. Why you take Brandy? But but we but we here, and then I we gotta live think, in torment on the damn. I also think that we already missed the rapture too. Like. I, <laughs> Stop, God, please take me. I told my friends, like, at the beginning of the pandemic, I'm like, y'all, what if this is the rapture and we missed it? Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) No, God, take me. All I'm saying is, I'm not trying to have him come down here and just fucking light the whole world on fire. And then I got to fucking burn. Like, or he's just going to wipe us away with fucking water. Like, I just... (laughs) Cause who I was gonna say, who I, is gonna be this 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 days and age Noah Ark? Because nobody is building that. Yeah, shit. unhandy men asses. Y'all think y'all can put a light bulb in? You can build an ark to save us. Fuck y'all. Fuck I was literally gonna say I think it's gonna be worse than Noah's Ark, but I mean, uh, <laughs> look, all I know is, and what I've heard is, God's gonna come down with his little trumpets. He gonna take who coming, and if you get left, you gotta stay on this earth with the demons and the bullshit. And then he'll come back in, in well, a little bit and be like, how does he determine mm. who's coming? Is he going to ask us? Like- no, fuck no. He'd be like, you should you should have stole that piece of cheese. Told you not to. <laughs> Told you I asked not to and you did. Like, how does God determine that? So, scriptures, not scripture, because um, I have not read the book of Revelations in totality, but like messages that I've heard from other pastors, and this is a check for me to like read myself and do my own study time. But like, it's always been like the requirement to make it to heaven is to believe in God. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, and to, to be saved and to believe you're, in God. Now, what your treasure looks like in heaven is based on your works here on earth. Right. So, like, you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're going to heaven. But it's right. going to look different for everybody based on your works here yep. on earth. And then that's when, like, you really get into, like, deep conversations. Like, what about murderers and things like that? Mm-hmm. But if they've repented for their sins and Jeffrey God, did. you know anyway yeah. above my pay grade um <laughs> i need to start going back to church above come my on, pay grade um you're, you know you're always welcome to come with me um yeah so in other news i don't even know how we got to oh because we said trump and kanye west was running yeah that's what i was like jesus you can come on <laughs> <clears throat> Um, in other news, we wanted to take a moment just to kind of discuss, um, unfortunately, there was a passing of a young lady by the name of Shaquela. I could be pronouncing that wrong. Robinson? Is that her last name? I, yeah, Robinson's the last name. I think it's Shanquila. Shanquila. Okay. And she was in Cabo? Mm. Yes. With her friends on a trip, and she mysteriously died. Um, 
there was some mystery surrounding her death because her friends left her, returned to the States, and told her mother that she had alcohol poisoning. Um, But the autopsy done by the Mexican authorities suggested that her spine and neck were broke. Mm -hmm. Um, The FBI has now officially opened up an investigation because, of course, America does not have jurisdiction in Mexico. Um, Although her death seemed as if there was foul play, the Mexican authorities ruled it as accidental, I believe. Um. So just to kind of touch on that, what are you guys' thoughts? I feel like they did that because they ain't trying to have an uproar in their in their country. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I just hope that you know, there's been a you know, of course, when things like this happen, everybody has a story to tell. But apparently, or supposedly, there is like more video footage that's supposed to be coming out. So just whatever happens to her, I just hope that justice is served and they get to the bottom of it. Because now they're saying that the other side is saying that they fought her because she supposedly got somebody killed. Like, all this crazy ass shit. Like, just just to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, but even so, if you got somebody killed, it's not y'all's job to now kill her and put it in your hands. Right. Yeah, I don't, I, I think I found out about that late. I could be making that up. It might've just popped up when my stuff popped up, but, um, I think I found out about that late and was just kind of shocked. I remember looking at it in the car on Friday night, Friday night. Yeah. And I remember being shocked and being like, Whoa, wait a minute. What am I hearing? What am I reading? And to me, I can't imagine taking a trip with a group of friends and that being your last, the people you thought right. you could trust, you were sleeping next to, drinking with, kicking it with, and they literally beat you to death. And nobody hears you, nobody helps you. And they were only there for a day. Wow. That's it. It's that sad, sounds planned, but one thing that I hate about the internet when stuff like this happens is everybody be having their own story. Like, oh, that was premeditated, or oh, they were jealous of her. Oh, it's like... Quit trying to make up your own theory about what the yeah, fuck happened. You don't know. We need to know. You don't know. In the moment. But that, I didn't know they were there for a day. That does sound planned. Not that they would take her out of the U.S. to kill her. Yeah. But. Well, if the tr- the story is true that whatever they're saying she did, they were saying that they didn't find out until they got there. Oh, yeah. So they just randomly did it anyway. Right. Well, like you said, it's based on conspiracy. But, but who knows? That's fucked up. What I read, and I, again, don't know how true it is, but apparently she was not clothed. She was fighting. Well, she wasn't fighting. The other girl was beating her up. There, on whatever video was out there, you could hear one of the guys saying, like, you're not going to fight back. And she was like, no, I don't know how to fight. I'm just curious as to how she, why she didn't have any clothes on. I couldn't tell if the video was blurred or if she just had on like a bathing suit, but people say she was, she didn't have any clothes on. Yeah, see, I didn't see the video. Um, And then I found it interesting that like, one of the people that were that was there with her was supposed to be her best friend. That's what I'm saying. Um, I think it's very reminiscent of the young lady that mysteriously died and was found in the freezer in Chicago a few years oh, ago. Oh, yes. Um, that story haunts me to this day. And mm-hmm. I think my thought is just, I, I feel like we're in a time where, like, people are, quote-unquote, friends because it's just very clickish. Like, no mm-hmm. real substance, no real... Um, trust behind it, no mm-hmm. real investment into one another. 
this person is cute i'm cute let's hang out together let's be let's be quote-unquote friends (laughs) right so i think my my thing is just being very mindful about who you call a friend because again words mean things and those weren't her friends like y'all couldn't right i don't care how mad i get at my friend i'm not about to fight you yeah to the like and i'm gonna intentionally beat you till you're dead right the only way I'm doing that is if my life is in danger by a stranger that's trying to kill me. Yeah. You know what and I mean? I think just the way that they handle her mother. Yeah, that's fucked up. I just... Then they said the one friend was just sitting over there the whole time until it, they end up finding out that she didn't die from alcohol poisoning. Yeah, they didn't even have alcohol in her system. They brought her luggage to her mom. Like, apparently they said that she was unresponsive. She had drank too much and she was unresponsive. And then when... Um, paramedics arrived they called her mother back and said that she had died they all came back to the states brought the luggage to their mom and then they're all playing this game like they don't know what happened it's just very Mm-mm. very very sad very very unfortunate god rest her soul and i just think it's just a lesson to all of us like you really have to be mindful of the people that you are mm-hmm. around right yeah. um that's literally why i've been super intentional from day one about my friends and stuff and it sucks because obviously you end up letting people go and you grow out of them and age out of them but the older you get the intentionality of people around you matter like i was talking about that with we were helping um some of my friends move a week ago and we all literally had that conversation like the importance of intentionality and what that looks like and and what the expectation is of everybody you know what i mean i think those are healthy normal conversations because clearly it could cost you your life absolutely Yep, I would cut somebody off so fast for being weird or ever yeah. putting me in a situation where I feel like you didn't value my life. Like, mm-hmm. cause it's a, it's precious as hell. Yep, it's crazy. So, is there any other current event topics that we want to touch on before we get into the topic for today? No, okay. no, I don't think so. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are here today <laughs> to talk about <laughs> ding, 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 breakups. Um, so I don't mind um, being the one to say that I was in a relationship and I am no longer in a relationship. Um, and it is my month to leave the show. So I kind of wanted to just talk about breakups because it's been very interesting um these last few months navigating like single life and also like learning a lot about how I've changed as it relates to breakups and relationships um so yeah I just kind of wanted to throw some stuff around with the ladies and get some ideas and maybe help somebody if they're going through a breakup or maybe help somebody realize that they need to break up with somebody um or they need to get somebody back i don't know but that's where it stands today so um my first question and i think we can probably just go around the room and share our experiences is what do you feel like is different in terms of breaking up from your younger self to your current self and I can go first if you guys. Yeah, go like. ahead. Let me okay. Think a bit. Let me think a bit. So for me, um, just to give a, give a little backstory, I had been single for about four and a half years um, prior to getting into my most recent relationship, and so I was about twenty eight, twenty nine when that other relationship ended, and so 
What I realized is that my younger self in breakups, um, it was very like dramatic. It was very like, you have to do something to me for me to break up with you. Mm. I have to hate you. Um, It has to be this back and forth thing where the breakup is like two or three months. You know what I mean? Like before it's a real breakup, breakup. Um, Just a lot of different things, my younger self. Um, And then most recently, I feel like with this breakup, um, I realized that like, Nothing really has to be wrong for you just to say that something isn't working out. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Mm -hmm. And the emotions that's tied to that, because what I realize is that I've always been the type to feel like a relationship has to be like so messed up for someone to want to break up with somebody versus like this just isn't a good fit. You're not a bad person. I'm not a bad person. We just don't work for each other mm-hmm. and breaking up that way. Right. Um, so my breakup this time, it was very like, here's my issue. I've presented opportunities for it to be corrected or at least effort put towards correcting it. That hasn't worked. So this doesn't work for me. And I'm going to move on. Um, and shout out to him because like he hasn't like made it a point to like try to like do the back and forth with me it was just like i respect your decision. i respect your decision um and i think maybe that just comes with getting older mm-hmm. um so kind of just having that internal conversation with myself as well because i've been used to like the back and forth or somebody like almost chasing me in a sense or me chasing someone mm-hmm. to try to make something work and it hasn't been that and so it's just like okay this doesn't this feels different I'm not going to say good or bad. It just feels different. It's something to get accustomed to. So that's what I mean when I say, like, how were your previous breakups compared to a more recent breakup? Mm, I feel like I'm still in that space of, like, where I've always been. Mm Because for me, I have to damn near hate you or you have to do something so terrible for me to leave. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something I'm still working with, with like my attachment issues to people. But I will say like, and also there is a little part of me that like, when I do break up with someone, like I want that chase. Like I may not want you back, but I want you to like damn near be on your hands and knees begging to get me back. So I can just tell, you no. <laughs> like, and that's so <laughs> fucked up to say, but it's just kind of like all the things that I wanted you to show me. It's like, let me see that. I just want to yeah. see you sweat. I want to see you hurt a little bit. And that's a little toxic, but it's just like, but I will say the difference is like, I am, I have learned that it's okay to just be not okay with the situation. Like, like you said, I don't have to hate you to be done. It's just, just not working or our time has ended and that just is what it is. So I know moving forward, that's the space that I will be moving in moving forward or um and also too just learning that like before I would say when I go through a breakup I'm just like it's the end of the world I cannot live I'm gonna die take me out and now I just be like it's cool like I'm happy I'm at peace I can enjoy my company my alone time I love being alone now so I will say that's one of the differences for me 
Um, I feel like all of my breakups have been different and for different reasons. Um, so I don't know if there's a difference between age as there is a difference between people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that I handle myself, even from a year or two ago, is a lot better because mm-hmm. I'm in this... I'm in a way better spot as far as like mental health, as far as knowing what I want, what my standards are and things like that and not settling for less. Um, but I feel like I have a mix of both of what y'all said. Like I will stay through a lot of shit until it gets that bad where I'm like, Oh, okay. I got to slide. Like I had somebody physically destroy my things and I was like, Oh yeah, I can't like, I can't come back from that. That's yeah. too much. Cause it'll reoccur and it's not the first time it happened. Yeah. Um, but then I, I've also had where we just mutually were like, like the first breakup I had, I remember I was in a three and a half year relationship and we just like got older and like became different people. And we were like, all right, cool. Love you bad. Love you bad. And it was cool. But, um, yeah. So I think the biggest thing, I guess, like I could say from my first breakup to most recent is the way that I handle myself is completely different. Like I ducked off for like six months after the breakup just trying to get me together Mm -hmm. and get me healthy get me where I'm supposed to be and it shocked me that I didn't cry shocked me that I didn't I didn't feel any type of way but I think it's because of how dramatic and for lack of a better word detrimental the breakup was and the things that happened to me during it made me be like why would I cry over something like that why would I cry over somebody intentionally being that um Again, for lack of a better word, evil towards me, I guess. The breakups that I would cry over would be like, damn, like that really was like my best friend. I just lost my best friend. But Mm. this one was more so like, damn, like you just stepped away from something that was the worst thing physically you've ever been in. So it's like, I don't have tears to shed other than why didn't I leave sooner and get myself together sooner? You know? Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's it. The way I handle myself now is. That makes a lot of sense. More age appropriate. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm not running through the club screaming, crying. Yeah. Running my homegirl's house in the car screaming, crying. Like, no, I'm like, damn, it, it is what it is, boy. Yeah. So back to Dario, I have a question for you. You mentioned, like, you kind of are still, like, in the same space in a certain sense when it comes to breakups and then wanting someone to kind of, like, not chase you, but, like, try to wing you back. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like that that comes from you – does that equal them caring about you or is that like ego? Mm, I think it's just them showing me that they care about me Mm -hmm. because usually when I get to a point when I'm like ready to go, it's just like, it's either I feel like they didn't care about me or they didn't treat me properly or like, um, yeah, and I just checked out. So, like, when they do that, I'm like, okay, maybe you do care about me. You are trying to show me you care about me. But it's like, but once I'm at a certain point, I don't even want to go back. So, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's nice to see, but it's just like, it's not enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, for me, um, I realized that, like, that wanting somebody to kind of, like, fight for me or, like, show me something different mm-hmm. and me, like, breaking up, quote, unquote, I'm doing air quotes. Um, was rooted in ego. Um, for example, with my most recent breakup, like, you know, I had kind of, you know, alluded to like falling back once or twice before I actually was like, I'm cool all together. Right. 
And so, like, I feel like even in those moments, I had to get honest with myself. Like, when you made that statement in the summertime, you knew that you, this is not where you were supposed to be, right? Mm -hmm. And so, for me, I feel like it was my ego because it's like, you've already shown me that what I require is feeling safe with a man. Um, And not, like, it wasn't a physical safe kind of thing, but just feeling safe. Mm -hmm. Um, You've already shown me that I, I... don't and I can't and I won't feel safe with you and so it was just like "Eh, I want to see you grovel a little bit you know what I mean I want to see you and so when I got honest with myself about that it was like you don't want to be here like he can do whatever right now in the moment but you know it's probably going to resort back to the ultimate feeling that you feel is which is that you're not safe with this person so like check your ego because it was like when the final, like, nail was in the coffin, it was like, well, damn, like, you're not even going to have the conversation with me? Like, there was a, a suggestion of having a conversation, and then that never happened. And so it was like, well, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> but then, like, I checked myself, like, girl, you yeah. don't really care. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. And, and then I think to some extent, I think we all want to feel wanted in that way, like yes. what Dario said. But like I said, when I got down to the facts of it, it was like, you already know what you it already is. know what it is. Like, yeah. check yourself. Um, I think I got very clear on, and this is a question again for the room. I got very clear on what I actually want in a relationship. So, mm-hmm. do you guys feel like breakups show you what it is that you want um, when it comes to like long term partnership? Or I'm I refer to it as partnership now. Mm-hmm. I don't say relationship. Um. So, yeah, do you feel like breakups help you see that a little bit clearer? I think so. I think also, like, I feel like some of my older relationships, I probably didn't know yet. Mm -hmm. But most recently, like, my most recent relationship definitely showed me what I want. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think I really knew what I wanted. But once I started, like, doing the work on myself and realizing, like, what makes me feel safe, what makes me feel happy and loved, then I'm like, okay, this is what I need. And it came more about what I need versus what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think relationships in general show you what you need, whether there's a breakup or not. Cause like you said, if you guys can have that conversation while you're in a relationship, fix it, build whatever, then I think, yeah, if, if you end up breaking up, that also can lead to that. But for me, I feel like I have known what I've wanted since about, 2018 and the sad part for me is I continued to settle for less I continued to put myself less but I know what I want in a partner I've Mm -hmm. almost always known that but I've always told myself eh not even that I'm not good enough to have those things but uh you probably aren't gonna find that because you know your ultimate person can't have everything on your list so it's okay if they're missing like about four or five of them and it's like no they need to be missing like four or five of like the ones that are like shallow, not the ones that actually are core meanings of who that person is. Yeah. Um, so to answer the question, I think relationships in general will show you what you wanted because after my relationship with 2017, I knew for fucking sure. Cause that was the first toxic one I had been in. I knew for sure after that, what I wanted hundred percent. No. And like, I've been intentional even with my prayers about what a next relationship would look like one day when I get there. And I talked to God about the things that I want and it's the same things that I wanted 
four years ago. Not because I'm still in a four year four year ago mindset, but it's mm-hmm. because that's what I've always wanted. But I will say the older I get, the more clarity, more clear it is. And the more when I'm looking at quote unquote suitors, I'm quick to be like, oh, you ain't got that. Bye. Bye. I and definitely, old me wouldn't have. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. I'm about to say, I definitely like noticed like when I meet people in the first moment, they show me something that I know I don't fuck with and that is a trigger for me. I'm immediately just like, I'm not even dealing with it. Because it's like, yes, I know people won't do things right all the time, but I just don't want to give a person the opportunity to continue to do something that I know fucking bothers me. Like, versus in the past where I've like, okay, I overlooked it or ignored it and it just kept happening, kept happening, kept happening until it's like kind of low key too late because I'm already deep in Mm -hmm. and now I'm just dealing with it. Yeah. So now I'm just like moving forward. No. Do you tell the people, though, like, you're like, oh, that had me fucked up to give them a chance to be like, oh. Yes and no, because single me is very, like. Ruthless. Yes. Same. And I I ghost people a lot with no explanation. (laughs) But, (laughs) again, with working on myself, I've learned to communicate how I really feel. And there is, like, freeness and power and like mm-hmm. being honest about your feelings and if mm-hmm. i used to like hold back because i'm like i don't want to upset the other person i don't want to push them away but it's just like if you take it that way you just fucking take it that way like i have to be true to myself and how i feel yeah it's funny you say that because i had to get really honest about the anxiety i feel about being honest mm-hmm. um one because i don't like I don't like conflict and then like just some trauma things surrounding around, you know, speaking yeah. up and advocating for myself in such a way. Um, it's funny because when you said like if there's like one thing that you notice that is a trigger, that's like the cutoff. I feel like that's an area where I don't have for sure clarity on because I like for me, it's like, OK, are you speaking from your trauma? Or are you speaking from an evolved place? Because grace is a thing, right? And mm-hmm. like you said, people mess up. So it's like, do you automatically end it the first time something happens? Or like, do you maybe like extend grace? And then if it happens again, at that point, you pull back. That's the part where I'm kind of stuck. Two right. max, bro. Two right. max. Two, right. It's Yeah, I think that that's fair. <clears throat> and then, funny, like you said, single me, I've gotten really like, honest with people because I feel like I used to ghost people like mm-hmm. I would just stop responding to text messages <laughs> different things like that you see me posting on social media I'm ignoring dms and things like that but like I've recently had to tell someone like you know hey this just isn't working out like I think that you know we're on two different pages of things yeah. and hmm, okay. I don't really feel a connection or the need to build a connect like I was very clear with him and I had to like applaud myself because it was like I wouldn't have done that in the past and I think it something could be said for treating people how you want to be treated. Like, mm-hmm. I would want right. to know. I don't want anybody to ghost me, so let me not ghost somebody else. Mm-hmm. And if it's just as simple as like, hey, I don't feel a connection, bro. Like, I don't, no. I don't <laughs> see one. I don't want to build one. Then that's what it is. Um, so, like, I'm, I've been putting, I feel like, the things that I could be better at in practice. Yeah. Um, like, I literally had to tell somebody, like, uh, I, I don't want you to come up to my job. Like, it's just know. not, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm okay. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like um, I've always, I've always done a good job being honest with people. 
like That's good. it but i still have had people where I, I will say i'm not sleeping with you i'm not your girlfriend i still will have people be like so i told my grandma about you and like she's excited you know and i'm like what this is our first time kicking it and he's like well we've been conversing this was again like four years ago so 2018 really taught me as i was casually dating like what I wanted to, because I would tell everybody honestly, straight up, I'm not sleeping with you and I'm not your girlfriend. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. You're not with it, bye. So that's that's what taught me a lot, but I would never ghost anybody. I've mm-hmm. never done that. I will never ghost anybody. I will straight up be like, dude, you're doing too much. Or chill out. And like, single me, like Daryl said about power, single me is the truth. Like, I don't tolerate bullshit. I won't tolerate bullshit. You got, like we said, two times to... One time I'm checked that ass. You do it again. I done told you like single me. I like her because she honors herself. She honors herself morally. She honors herself. Um, honestly, she just, she likes, she likes herself cause she has the power. But when I get in relationships for some reason, I start to trickle off and lose it. Cause I'm like, well, you know, they're going to make mistakes. Like nobody's perfect. So like, it's okay. Yeah. No, it's not. Have that conversation and be real. Yeah. So do you guys feel like um, in the midst of breakups, do you feel like you just kind of like push whatever you may be feeling like under the rug or off to the side and just try to keep going? Or do you kind of feel like you sit in what you feel and let it let it pass in a healthy way? You want to go first or me? <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> um, I honestly feel like both. Um, I remember like during the pandemic, I remember crying for like a week straight and I didn't understand why until I talked to my therapist about it. And it was because I hadn't dealt with things. Mm -hmm. I just continued to work, go to work, hang around my friends. Cause my friends and family are my medicine. Like the laughter, the joy, the happiness, that's my medicine. If I'm feeling down, I go around them. But it was like, I was intentionally seeing my friends like damn near every single day. Um, I was, working like 18 hours a day on purpose go from one job to another to another to another which I've always had multiple jobs but I was overworking on purpose to avoid but nowadays I have like right now I have a really healthy balance over like the last almost year now of feeling what I'm supposed to feel but also not simmering there too long sitting there too long and then enjoying my people because I keep telling everybody when they go how are you I'm like I'm the happiest I've been in a very long time but I also still struggle and battle with like, I don't want to, if I'm ever feeling some type of way or having a down moment, I don't want to project that. So I'll just take a step back from people, feel it, sulk in it. And then when I'm feeling my best pop back out. So I think I have a little bit of both and the older I get, I'm balancing it well. Yeah. Um, I think a little bit of both from me. Um, I think before the old, like, the old me would try to, like, just ignore how I feel and be toxic to, like, <laughs> not feel anything. But now um, I think I have a healthy balance of, like, dealing with my emotions because there's some days where, like, I feel things heavily and there are some days where I'm cool. Mm-hmm. And I've learned to kind of, like, not isolate as much and kind of push myself to do the things that make me happy. Mm-hmm. So, I think I have a healthy balance. Hmm, That's good. I feel like I'm getting there. Um, (laughs) I feel like I've always been one to kind of, like, just push things under the rug. Because who has time for that? Like, just keep, you know, I keep going through work or I keep going through 
hearing other people's problems or whatever the case may be. I feel like I've always been the type to push things under the rug. Mm -hmm. But I've also evolved to a place where like I'm really able, I'm getting really good at being able to recognize my emotions and the different things that I'm feeling at any given moment. Like I, when my breakup happened, I realized like the whole month of August, I was just like, just really down, like really depressed. Mm -hmm. Like I could tell in like the things that I was posting, I could tell like my nerves was bad. Like I literally, and and when I'm anxious, it comes out physically. Like I Mm -hmm. was in the kitchen one day, was going to make a cup of coffee and somehow my coffee cup slipped out of my hand and like shattered. Like, I don't even know. So it's like things like that where I'm just like off of my, off my game when I'm anxious. And so I had to like check in with myself, like, girl, if you don't like pay attention to how you feel, you're going to implode. And so I've gotten really good with like sitting with myself and being like, okay, you feel like this today, but it's going to be okay. And then I've also gotten really good and better at telling my friends how I feel. Mm -hmm. Cause I always feel like, um, my problems are small in comparison to what my friends are going through. Mm -hmm. So it's a mental thing for me where it's like, girl, they ain't worried about what the fuck right. you got going on? Mm-hmm. They got kids. They got all this other shit. They got their own problems. And so I don't really express as much as I should. I've gotten better recently with telling my friends. Like I just told my friend the other day, I'm like, I'm excited about my birthday, but I also have some anxiousness, anxiousness around it because things look a lot different than what they did last year. Mm-hmm. And like acknowledging that and being like, it's okay. Like you'll be fine tomorrow or maybe you won't. You'll be yeah. fine the day after that. You know what I mean? So like, I think I've gotten better with like, understanding and regulating myself and creating the balance of like not pushing things under the rug and expressing myself and recognizing and then understanding that it is going to pass. And so, I've had sorry, way no. more. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I want to ask a question for both of y'all. Then, okay. Speaking about anxiety. Cause I kind of need help with this because of the physical stuff that happened. I'm not a jumper at all. And I'm not kidding. If your coat fell on the floor, I would jump hard. And I know that's trauma because I talked to my therapist about it, but, and that's obviously anxiety triggers traumas. And I, I'm not gonna say I can't get over it. That's not true. I don't know how. So Mm -hmm. when you guys are feeling anxious from things of a breakup or things like that, what do you do? Cause I don't, I'm stuck and I don't know what to do. Mm. Go ahead. Partially, I think I'm still figuring that part out. But the example that I will give is that I've, I've stated this on the show before that I was in a relationship where it was physically abusive. As a result of that, I don't like to argue. I don't like conflict. So I kind of suppress what I'm feeling because I feel like if I speak on how I feel, it's going to escalate into an argument and it's going to get physical. Mm. So in my relationship, when I would have these issues like, I really had to, like, push myself through uncomfortable conversation with him. Like, regardless of how long it took me, even if, like, I was kind of all over the place with what I was saying, Mm -hmm. even if I had to cry, even if I had to, like, breathe through it or be, like, or tell him, like, this isn't getting anywhere, so I'm just going to stop talking, I would do that as well. So, for me, like I said, it was literally just, like, coaching myself like it's not going to turn physical you have to say what you have to say you have to get it out regardless of how uncomfortable it was and like 
every single time we would have an issue, I would like cry because I would just be so upset and nervous all at the same yeah. time. So it's just like, I don't know. I guess I would say like whatever you have to do, like even if you have to tell yourself like it's okay, like yeah. you jumped, it made you a little nervous, it's okay. Yeah, because, like, like, I can't sleep at night. Like, my brother works at a supplement spot, and I had to get, um, I haven't taken them yet. I had to get, like, the CBD without, like, the highness of it, HTC, THC, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck. I had to get that type of stuff so I could sleep at night, but it made me too drowsy the next day. Because mm. I don't I don't know what to do. You might need to try melatonin. Okay. And do you feel like you're not sleeping at night because... Part of it's being alone, I, which I knew would happen anyway. Got it. Like, part of it's being alone as a female where somebody could rob me like that. That's that's the normal healthy part, which mm-hmm. I know you guys get. That part is that. But I get very anxious, especially because after the breakup, I would get phone calls and conversations, and I didn't know if that meant, meant the person was going to come to my house or not. Um, especially because I, I was ignoring them, and that was, that was the first time me ignoring them. So now it's a little bit of the regular female stuff, and then it's also trauma. Mm-hmm. Like, if I hear one noise, I'm like, please don't let it be that specific person. Please don't let it be me being robbed. So sometimes it's a little bit of both. Gotcha. And I I literally can't sleep. And, like, Maya noticed it in me. Another one of my friends noticed it in me. And they both were like, yeah, you need to talk to your therapist about that. Oh, my cousin noticed. Because yeah. I don't jump. I'll jump at loud noise like everybody. But, mm-hmm. like I said, Darielle could snap, and I'll be like... Yeah, and it's not normal so I don't know well definitely keep working through it in therapy and like for me like I listen to rain music cause I have nights where I can't really sleep but that helps me like okay. before I used to just drink wine <laughs> smoke a little weed <laughs> but like now I haven't had to do any of that to go to sleep like I turn on my rain music and I be knocked out does that not give you anxiety that you're not going to hear something happening? Because that's my problem. No. I try to sleep with the fan on because if I don't, I know I'll be up all night. But if I sleep with the fan on, I'm like, you're not going to hear them walking up the stairs or breaking your window. I mean, I don't know. That's kind of hard because it's just like, I know when I'm really scared, it's just kind of nothing that really can help yeah. unless somebody's with me and I feel a little right. safe. But you have to know that like you're not always going to have somebody, so you have to learn how to be safe on your own. But right. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to be cliche and be like, pray about it. Or, of course, you have protection. But you're going to have to find a way to kind of ease that because or you're always going to be on edge. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, and I'm nobody's therapist, but, like, it sounds like it stems from you feeling physically unsafe. Mm -hmm. So then I would say, like, arm yourself to guard against that like i know you're licensed to carry mm-hmm. i'm not saying like sleep with your gun i, I do though like okay well I do. <laughs> you know what i mean but like i think it would just be like do you have stuff on your door yeah and this is sad sometimes i wake up like out of my sleep and constantly check it like it's it's bad <laughs> Yeah, I, I I would say arm yourself in a way to where you feel whatever may happen if somebody comes in my house, whether yeah. it be that this man or some stranger, I'm armed and ready to protect myself. Right. Um, And then I would just say, just finding ways to relax, like she said. Yeah, like, I listen to... Meditate, yeah. listen to good music before you go to sleep. 
Um, also, too, if you're always second guessing yourself, make a list and be like, okay, I check this, I check that, and mark it off. So you know, like, you got it right there by your bed. You never got to get up and go check the door because you know you did it. Right. Yeah. Okay. And like, I listen to, um, I have like this jazz playlist that I found on Instagram. And I be out every single time before the first song is over. I kid yeah, you not. So- and I keep it low enough to where I can hear it. Um, but like, loud enough to where it calms me down if that makes sense and i also feel like it heightens my senses in a sense like the music is so low where i have to concentrate on it but it's also low enough to where i can tell if somebody's like Mm -hmm. coming in my house or like at my window or something like that okay so yeah i i definitely think you should talk to your your therapist because it 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 just sounds like you just feel like you're physically right i never thought about that like the whole thing stems from feeling physically i'm gonna write that down for our next session they have these things too that goes like under your door i that's the problem so i have alarm will go off i have um those door poles Mm -hmm. under my doors i need one i have slidable locks or slidable like noise thingies Mm -hmm. but if you break the window it doesn't make a noise and then i have an alarm system i have a ring on my front door and a camera in the back and i still can't sleep like, I'm still like, oh, you're yeah. going to miss it. It's not enough. Like, it's, it's fucked up. You just got to trust yourself that you're doing all that you can and that you're going to be protected. Like, no one's ever prepared for something to happen. Right. But just trust that you're doing everything that you can to protect yourself. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, as cliche as it may be, pray over your own. Pray over your house. Pray yeah. over your space. Pray over yourself. I'm covered, you know what I mean? And in the event that somebody get in here, they going to get shot. Like, right. <laughs> you will. It's, just, it's both and, you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. And, and it may even look like you going to the gun range, you know what I mean? Just to I was to texting my brother train, right now. You know to, what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. to to guard yourself in that way. And I don't know if it's, if maybe you felt unsafe because he had access to all of these alarm systems and what, you know what I mean? Like, new codes and things like that. But, I, like I said, I would just prepare yourself for any given scenario but still trust that you know you are covered right um i lost my train of thought about where i wanted to go next with this oh so we were talking about knowing in both relationship and through breakup figuring out what it is that we want so i want to go around the room and ask you ladies so what is it that you want in a relationship mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> getting a little deep (laughs) (laughs) who wants to go i can go friend if you don't want to go okay i can go um let me think i know number one i need someone that makes me feel safe um emotionally physically mentally all that and most importantly like i want to be with someone that doesn't make me feel like i can't be myself like Mm -hmm. The people closest to me know I am an emotional person. I am an overthinker. So I need somebody that, like, when I'm having those moments, instead of making me feel like, oh, you're a crybaby or, oh, you're doing too much, it's okay. I got you. You're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Like, you know, just kind of making me feel comfortable and putting my mind at ease so that I know, like, okay, I trust you and I don't have to overthink or I don't have to be – or if we have a disagreement – 
I don't think that you're going to leave me or, you know, when my abandonment issues are getting triggered and stuff like that. Um, what else? <laughs> um, most importantly, someone that loves my children. Yeah. Because we are a package motherfucking deal. Period. And, <laughs> um... Those are just a few for now. I'll think of some more. Okay. Well, like I said, I'll be, I'll be praying about mine and talking to God about mine. Um, this is probably going to be long or I'm going to force myself to make it short. Number one for me is like being on fire for God because I realized. Period. God when you, fearing, man. Period. Because when you have that foundation and God is that foundation, there's certain things you won't say or do to another person because of God being the foundation. So that's number one. So I'm not gonna name my shallow qualities because, of course, you gotta be brown skin, built tall, all of that. <laughs> but I'm not gonna name all of that. I'm not gonna do it. It's gonna be long. Um, but I want someone funny like me. I want someone witty like me. I want someone weird, honest, loyal. Like D said, right under God, honestly, is the mental health stuff. Being present mentally, physically, emotionally, and understanding and having those healthy conversations, mental health conversations and everything. Um, somebody, I think I already said honest, loyal, um, somebody that's mentally healthy, even if they're not a hundred percent, cause obviously all this stuff is a marathon, not a sprint, but someone that's mentally healthy, physically healthy. Um, and I've noticed, like I said, from about four years ago, my favorite thing with the partner that I'm with is being able to be weird and laugh because that is genuinely my medicine. Like, that might be under God and then, like, mentally stable and everything is like that laughter piece of it, that happiness, that light, that, oh, like... that's a good one. Yeah, just, like... Someone can be goofy with. Yeah, like, I crave being around people that make me... Like, I get excited to see them because I know we're going to laugh. I know we're going to joke. I know we're going to be fucking weird walking around and fucking alien suits because we think it's fucking funny just weird shit like that <laughs> i love stuff like that and obviously the quality's falling in line and like loyalty honesty you know making me feel safe like y'all said um not feel like you said not feel crazy if i'm having a mental crisis or a mental health day but them talking me through it and going okay where's the core issue start yeah. how did it start why did it start okay here's the things that helped me you know i got this book yeah or, someone that's understanding yeah that'll help you through it not be like oh that's weird because right. my ex told me i'm mentally fucked up because i have anxiety and depression oh okay or and then he'll that say it's something say, else. like oh you're making that up yeah. or like what yeah. you're diagnosing yourself like yeah. excuse me and then when you're like oh all i said was i had anxiety and they'll they'll paint the photo as no she just says that she has anxiety, but it's a lot worse because people don't know what's in your household, obviously. But just things like that. Like, that's what I mean when I say safety. Somebody that makes me feel safe to come to them, talk to them, and they're like, oh, yeah, here's this book that helped me. Here's this sermon that helped right. me. Here's the words of my great-grandma that helped me. How can I help? You know what I mean? It's not anybody's job to fix you. But I, for me, I do think it's not appropriate if your partner just looks at you and goes, that's not my business. Mm -hmm. I'm working on me. It's not my business. No, you can work on you and I can work on me. But send me some pointers. It's not your job to fix me. But the fuck book did you read to make your mind change? I want it too. Yeah. So, like I said, mine was going to be long. And I didn't yeah. even say the shallow stuff because I will. No, I'm not. I definitely feel that. Someone that's understanding. Because, like, if I have a partner and they 
have something that I may not understand, but I want to know how I could be there for you and help you. I'm going to do my research and, you know, learn about it. Right. Fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> funny enough, <clears throat> y'all know I'm anti-relationship. Right. <laughs> I realized in my breakup that I really desire connection with somebody and partnership Mm -hmm. and me today wants to be a wife and a mother yeah wow um and i don't think like i've always been on the fence it's always like okay what's today it's monday (laughs) sure i want to be a mom ask me tomorrow i don't know um but i think that being with someone who was like uh i mean i'm cool if i don't get married and i don't have kids like was like what really? i feel like when i felt like that i noticed that it was because i was trying to like go along with what my partner kind of wanted mold, like mold he them. right like oh well he doesn't really care to have kids right now or he's not in a rush to get married i might be okay with not getting married or i might be okay not having kids like that type shit and i don't think it was that because i always felt like i teetered the fence until i heard somebody else be like nah i mean mm. i don't really I'm cool if I don't do it. And it was like, what? Yeah. And uh, mm, I can imagine having a husband not having kids. As much as I don't want to have kids. Yeah. I know. And my sister also being pregnant has made Aww. me realize how much I would enjoy this. What is she having? She's girl? having a little girl. Oh, that's so cute. We don't have to talk about it because I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Peanut. Hey, girl. Oh, my God. I can't wait till she can hear this. Anyways. Aww. Um... <laughs> I, I I desire motherhood and marriage. Um, also, I really want, and like I told you, I don't really like the term relationship anymore. I feel like partnership speaks to full investment on both parties. Right. Um, it's not, you know, and, and I understand that what comes with that is that sometimes one person might have to carry the brunt of the work. You know, it's not always going to be 50-50 or 100-100. But I think partnership speaks to the real investment that both people bring to the table right. in one another. Um, I I 100% agree with Kim. Um, you have to, and it's not just I believe in God and I go to church on Easter and yeah, no. um, New Year's. Like, my life has... Daily life. Um, I have invested my time, my energy, mm-hmm. my talents into my church. Um so I need a man that's also going to do that. Yep. I feel like I've dated guys and they're like, oh, yeah, I believe in God. And oh, yeah, I go to church and they don't. You it's know what I mean? Um, so, yes, I do want a man of God that can be the spiritual head of my household. Um, and that will pray with me. Like, yep. you know what I mean? Like, that's something that I have not experienced often in a relationship is me. Somebody praying for me and with me. Um, me either and people will say like oh you know i pray for you all the time but like i've never had that uh i did and it low-key scared me because like after the fact obviously it low-key scared me looking back at it because it made me feel like it was almost a warped how do i word this like a warped um way to use prayer between us because that man swears up and down he's the most godly christian man on the planet and <laughs> we would pray before meals and pray for me and well, pray for each other fraud <laughs> and i thought it's sitting in the moment though you think it's for real yeah so i would caution you when that does happen 
Well, you would know. You would know based on the man's lifestyle or not if he's that's, a daily. That's mm-hmm. what I was going to say because I have dated guys that, you know, I've, I've dated a man that would pray with me mm-hmm. and pray for me and all of that. And we talk about God. But I feel like there was always like this little voice that was there that was mm-hmm. like. Run away. No. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately. <Run>. No. <laughs> like. By your life. Eh. You know, mm-hmm. so it, and my, my pastor, she made a good point. Like if you ain't serving God, you're serving the devil. Yeah. And you can look at a person's lifestyle and, and, and see, see who mm-hmm. they serve. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I definitely want a man of God. Um, I want a man who is willing to be willing, like just be open. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like you ain't got to be the deacon of the church or associate (laughs) pastor. You know what I mean? I ain't even saying that you got to be two feet in the church, but being willing, you know what I mean? And I think that's what anything being willing to see another perspective, being willing to go to therapy, being willing to talk through issues kind of sets the groundwork for how you would be as a partner, because there are some people who just aren't willing, you know what I mean? And we trying to make a, Square fit into a circle and it just don't work. (laughs) So I I need someone who's like willing and open to not just their way of thinking. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a really good one. I don't know if anybody said this, but as someone that's gentle, like Mm. I don't know what it is with me just always being attracted to like men that are just tough and just non-approachable and just aggressive. But like, I don't need that shit. No. At all. You need, like, emotionally healthy, emotionally yes, aware, emotionally safe. I need someone that is gentle and that makes me want to be more gentle because I can be a very tough, hard person. Yeah. But when I let my guard down, I am very soft and I am mm-hmm. very, like, ugh. Yeah. I just want to be in love. I just want to be in love. Same. Yeah. I want a real, real love. Like, I just want to real love. Yeah. And I want someone who's willing to, like, just effort. Effort goes a long way. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like when I'm in a relationship, and I had this conversation <clears throat> with one of my homegirls, and she was like, I just love BB when she's in a relationship. She's very domesticated. She likes to cook. <laughs> she likes to do. And I'm just like, as a single person, I'm not that, so I'm not that woman. But <laughs> I do realize, I do recognize that when I'm in relationship, I like to give. I like to make you feel important like mm-hmm. i've been on that kick lately like i want the people that i love to feel the love that i say that i have yeah you know what i mean and whatever form that that looks like like my friends three birthdays in past i made sure everybody had flowers like i went out of my way to like make sure that they really feel the love that i say that i have so i want somebody that can do the same and it doesn't have to be to my my degree or whatever but just like a little effort goes a long way yeah. like i feel like just using an example, like y'all know, I think I shared with y'all like last year, I was planning my ex's birthday in like May. Mm-hmm. And his birthday was December. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like at his birthday last year, I was planning what I was going to do this year. You know what right. I mean? So I'm just like, I want somebody that that has the thought process to be like, I know she loves this or I know she likes this. So mm-hmm. I'm going to really be intentional mm-hmm. about how I yep. show her that she's appreciated and cared for. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that's just like the three main things, you know. Well, I'm, when you guys were talking about like 
I forget what you guys said specifically, but it basically was, a, basically was about the molding conversation. And that's something I was praying about and talking to God too, is that you shouldn't have to mold yourself to fit in with your partner. You yeah. guys should just right. exist as you exist. And then you come together and meet in the middle, but you exist as you exist. Yeah. Um, and my, one of my best friends and my cousin said something shocking to me. And this isn't to downplay myself. Cause I know I could be like a great wife, mom, whatever, but I just don't think about myself that way. And I don't look at myself that way unless I'm in a relationship like you just said. And I know I do well in a relationship or not, but my cousin looked at me and she was like, I don't think you realize the way that you make a home for somebody. She was like the way that you, she's like, and you don't even think about it. You just do it. And I was like, exactly. I don't think I wouldn't look at myself and be like, she made a home. And she's like, the way that you do that is wild for me to see. And then my best friend said something to me because I don't ever talk about kids. I don't talk about when I'm having them, what they're going to look like, none of that. And she looked at me probably close to six months ago and was like, yeah, she's like, I could see you having a kid and being like a really good mom and being fully invested in stuff. And I said, what? And she was like, I've always thought that about you. She was like, if you found the right person, she was like, I know that you could have a life and a child with him and have a, a marriage like that. And I was like, it shocked me because I don't look at myself like either one of those ways. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I, like I said, I know my qualities. I know who I am. It's not what I'm saying. I'm confident in who I am and that I'd be a great partner, mother, wife, everything. But I don't look at myself day to day and go, oh, this is my checklist for those things. And this is what I'll look like and be like mm-hmm. when I have it. So it's interesting to see people's perspectives of you on the outside looking in. And I'm curious if you guys have perspectives of yourselves on the outside looking in, dating-wise. I mean, I've had somebody tell me before, like, you're definitely ready to be a wife. Like, you have those qualities. Yeah. And, which is crazy, because when they first met me, they didn't feel that way. (laughs) But that's just because I just have multiple sides of me. And you have to really, like, I really have to, like, fuck with you for you to see the softer side the, of you. Yeah, because... like the wife of you. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you keep that protected because I was just explaining this to one of my friends yesterday because they were almost demanding things in their relationship that are wife, husband and wife qualities simply because they live together. And I said, that's mm-hmm. the mistake that a lot of people make. They think once you live together, that's your marriage license and your rings without it being certified. So I like that yours is, I'm not going to say hidden, Yours is earned Mm -hmm. and it's respectfully earned because I've made the mistake and I've seen my friends make the mistake of we're doing wifely duties for somebody that can't even show up for us in the smallest ways. So I like that yours is like, no, it's definitely here, but it's earned because my dumb ass will be like, oh, you need, you need this, 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 this. I'll be right over. I mean, I'm guilty of that too. Trust me. Like when Mm -hmm. I, when I love you, I love you. There is nothing (laughs) that I won't do, Same. but that's also like. Once, you know, you get out of the situation and you realize, like, I can't be like this anymore because everybody doesn't deserve it. Yeah. And so that's why it's like I kind of love me when I'm single because I literally, like, I set my boundaries and I stick to them. I don't know Mm -hmm. why when I'm in a relationship I am just. I'm the same way. I don't get it. It's probably the love shit. You love hard and you love. That's what I do. Fuck that. And I hate it (laughs) because it makes me feel, like, almost less when I do that to myself and that's why I crave, like you said, the word partnership at this point, 
I crave a partnership of that happy, healthy thing that I dream of. Um, Because I do. I feel like I disappointed myself. I feel less. I feel like I'm playing myself and allowing an individual to see my quote-unquote weakness and see my ability to do whatever, whenever, because I love you. And Mm -hmm. I see where that's been taken advantage of and not reciprocated. So it makes you scared to do it again, but then you end up fucking doing it again anyway. But you'll find somebody that appreciates that and doesn't take advantage of it one day. Like, so the fuck with you and so the fuck with you. (laughs) I don't know who I was talking to, but they was like, if God came to you right now and told you that your dream job was three more employers away or your husband was or maybe I heard it on a podcast maybe it was no for sure and they were like or if that's your husband you would get to your husband in two or three more relationships (laughs) would you be willing to go through the two or three more jobs or the two or three more relationships if you knew that what you wanted was on the other side of that if he told me out of his mouth, yeah. Right, right. If God looked at me and was like, Shorty, you, you gotta just suffer two more times. Here, I don't know what that means, God. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Write me a letter. <laughs> right. Now, if you telling me Shorty gotta suffer two more times, and it's from my God, it is what it is. I would do it, but I don't like the idea of it. Right. Because why would I want to get to know somebody and get my heart broken or break their heart just yeah. to get to it? But it's like, if that's gonna to. get me there. Yeah. Let's go. You got to. I'll ride the roller coaster. Six as long time. as the next two niggas. <laughs> right. Not a two and a half guy. You said Spoiling me. <laughs> Never mind. I'm trying to agree. And I think also, <laughs> another thing I think is important to realize <laughs> is that not everything has to turn into a relationship. Like, yes. If I oh could God. go back and tell myself <laughs> a year ago, like, because... I think the thing about it is that we be knowing, or I be knowing. I be knowing. You know what I mean? Like, I be knowing, and sometimes I just don't trust myself, and I don't listen to myself the way that I should. But, like, not everything has to be a relationship. You can genuinely have a good time with somebody, share space, exchange energy, and then just be like, I'm ready to get off the ride. You're not going to be sick if it walks away, and that could have been your your husband? No. God, that would fuck with my head so bad. What did you say? Like, it would fuck with my head so bad to have this genuine, great connection with somebody where you know that y'all would be the bomb as a couple, but you both just decide not to do it because something gets in the way. That oh, would yeah, fuck that would with me so me. bad. Like, the that amount would. of time I spent with this person, the amount of time yeah. I've grown to love this person, not even be in love, but the amount of times I've grown to love, or amount of time I've grown to love this person, and it's like, well... Yeah, but I've also had a few situations before where I'm like, they are amazing we have chemistry we have bonds but that's just my nigga like and it's just if i could go back i would just keep a straight friendship see but i don't i don't (laughs) i don't have that because like my my guy friends are my guy friends and like for me if i know in my heart of heart that this person is everything but i know it's wrong timing or we're healing or something gets in the way it's gonna fuck with me so bad that. But I just feel like if that's your person, ain't gonna be no wrong timing. I'll talk about it being. That's what I I think as well. Cause like for example, I feel like if I'm being completely honest, like with my ex, 
it could have been a mixture of the pandemic. It could have been a number. <laughs> I mean, like, I think it was a number of things, but I don't necessarily know if, like, it should have evolved into a relationship. Like, I think I got caught in the moment of, mm-hmm. like, yeah. glimpses of things that would make me want to be with somebody. Um, and so my antennas was down. You know what I mean? Like, I think I, I, I liked the idea of it. But if I'm really looking back on it, there was some things that was missing that should have stopped me from, right. like, let's, mm-hmm. let's pursue a full-blown relationship. Like, I feel like... <clears throat> It was very surface level. And I think that was probably because of the pandemic. Granted, we was like kind of in the middle of the pandemic when all of this happened. But like, you know, we stuck in the house. We can't go nowhere. We can't do nothing. You know what I mean? Shit like that. And so I just, I think, like I said, it's just something to be said for like enjoying people's company and just knowing when to get off the ride. Like That's what I was going to say. My foundation, that like the next time I start a relationship, I want to get to know the person genuinely and kick it with them. And there's clear there's romance and attraction, mm-hmm. but I want to get to know them, kick it with them, and become their, like, friend first. And then it conspires from there. Because I've been known to get into a relationship a month of knowing somebody. Because I'm like, oh, we've seen each other every day for the last week. So I've seen them the last good. four weeks mm-hmm. almost every day. So I know who they are. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Just because you saw them every day for... Just because you saw them 20 days out of 30, you don't know who the person is. And, and my favorite... Well, yeah, I've noticed my favorite way of starting relationships is having, like, the foundation of, like, oh, we got to kick it and know each other for a long time. Yeah. I definitely have been where you've been, Brandy. Like, when it seems like you just like the idea of it, but, like, you know, it's just with surface level. Yeah. And I think for me, I, what has fucked me up before in the past is always seeing people's potential. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, you have the potential to do this, or you've shown me this before, so I know you're capable. So it's like, yeah, you will be a great partner. Like, fuck no. Yeah. So. I agree. Always remember that fucking um, Summer Walker song, The No Love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very fitting. So, um,. That could be My, a title. <laughs> it was going to be, I was going to say break up with these niggas. But <laughs> that's a good one. FTN. <laughs> but um, I think I, I have maybe one or two more questions and then I'm ready to wrap it up. Um, red flags. We spoke to potential and things like that. Um, I just recently had a, had a, had a conversation with someone and they were talking about, you know, all of the red flags that they noticed early on, mm-hmm. but just chose to, like, they had to see themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because I asked, I'm like, I'm not asking from a judgmental place. I just really want to understand, like, it's like all of these six degrees of separation between that person and other people. And it was the same story with all of these people about mm-hmm. this man or this woman. What made you still want to, like, pursue something? You know what I mean? And my question for the room is, is like, why is it when we see something and we know we just don't, we don't, <laughs> we ignore it. Like, yep. yeah. we ignore it. And I feel like there has been times where I like seen it for exactly what it was. But for whatever reason, I'm just like, it's a circus. It's not a red flag. <laughs> it's an it's amusement just, park. It's normal. It's fine. <laughs> I think for me, I have been in situations where like, my intentions aren't to take it there with a the person, but I just get wrapped up in it. Yeah. 
or I try to convince myself that I don't care about what they're doing or how it's affecting me because it's like, uh, and I really do give a fuck. Yeah. So it's like, I tell myself I don't care, which ends up me ignoring it Mm -hmm. and just still allowing the circus to happen. (laughs) (laughs) It's a roller coaster. (laughs) It literally get off the fucking ride. It's funny because I feel like um, I'm getting better with like, okay, it's a red flag. Get off the ride. Mm-hmm. The situation that you know about that was like a walking. <laughs> red, that was crazy. As red flag. flag. <laughs> you know, was like, and I knew it. I knew it. And so, you know. But here we but are. But you know what? I've noticed too that like a lot of people, included me in the past, like chaos and. It's True. normal for them, and it keeps their attention. It keeps their them attracted and interested because this is some crazy shit, but I like it. That's very true. Or, I also feel like that was a thing in my recent relationship. Like, it wasn't chaotic, so I'm and, and it took some adjusting, mm-hmm. right? But even, like, with that, it wasn't chaotic, but it doesn't mean it's right. Right. Yeah, but a, a lot of people can trauma bond, too, which is dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I knew six weeks in when I got broken up with for a phone call that was out of my control because the person called me that I that right there should have been like, oh, no. But my ass was like, oh, you're like you said, I'm already invested. I've already spent almost mm-hmm. every single day with this person over the last six weeks. They might just have some trauma that they got to work past. No, because then if for the entire relationship, I got painted as some hoe that talks to men 24-7 and intercepts in relationships and just can't help herself. Like, that's... And everybody I would tell that to be like, that person clearly doesn't know you because they're the opposite of everything that they just said you were. Yeah. But my dumbass was like, nah, it's fine. They're just, they're just going through trauma. And everybody around me that I refused to listen to was like, oh, that's weird because you're the most honest, loyal person I know, but I guess... But I think sometimes when you're in it, you can be too understanding. Like, for me, I will know, like, this is not right, but I give the person the excuse, like, damn, they've been through this. They're still working on that. They still haven't learned. But again, that goes back to what Brandy said. This... This just is not working. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Yes, I give you grace. And I'm sorry that you went through all this and you're still working through it. But, like, I don't want to take on that shit. Right. And I don't have to. Yeah, you're but right. But when you're in it, it's just hard because you want to, like, almost, like, mold this person to be who you know that they can be. You know right. what I'm saying? And so you just let a lot of shit slide. And you're just so forgiving and understanding because it's like... But it sucks because I didn't hurt you. I didn't do this to you. I know. But we just feel the need to just like, But that's let almost me fix the part it. that gets me is that I know I didn't do this to you. So let me not help you because it's not my job. But let me show you. Like you said, let me show you that it doesn't always have to be that way. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It's the, the childhood traumas that got me. How fucked up the childhood was. And it's not fair to baby them that they got treated that right. way. And now they're responding that way as an adult. And I feel bad. No, now that you're an adult, it's your job to take over and take care of it and do better. But my dumbass knows that and is still like, but it's okay. It's fine. (laughs) I'll be fine for the both of us. And then we'll all be fine. No, you fucking won't. It's so funny because I just don't. I can't relate. (laughs) Be be great. I mean, I do. I do relate. But like, 
I say this all the time. I, I think I've said it to y'all. Like, we all have issues. We all got things stemming from our childhood. It's not my responsibility. And I think yeah. that's where it trips a lot of us up is because we understand that it's trauma. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if you could probably go a different way, you would. It's not intentional. Right. We tend to see, you know, I don't think people go into anything with the intentions of, like, I'm going to be evil and break this person down and break their heart and right. all of that. But, again, you haven't done the work to do anything different. So where I, you know, sympathize and empathize with you, it's still not my responsibility to help you do that. One, because it's above my pay grade. I'm right. not a therapist. Right. Like, I, you know what I mean? You yeah. need to go. People have to take responsibility of their own healing and their own evolution and go right. get the help that they need. And it doesn't always look like therapy. Whatever it is, get around some people that's going to tell you, like, no, that was wrong. Do something different. And before you niggas start coming talking about we men bashing, this goes two ways. Because, again, my shit, my trauma is not a man's responsibility to take on and work through mm-hmm. through it with me mm-hmm. at his, you know, at his expense. Right. Right. So... I will say, too, what I've learned is, like, through breakups that... And I have this on my Twitter, so I might have to pull it up to kind of remember where I'm going with this. But I realized, too, like, I was talking about... Okay, so the show that we did with uh, Prescribed by the Realist, and we were saying how, like, we shouldn't tell different people, like, things that we're going through our relationships because, like, we might forgive them, but the other person doesn't. Mm. And I realized, like, I hate that about myself because I don't want to say hate that about myself because I like going to my friends because they give me a different perspective. And mm. I know I always, my thought process is just always me overthinking or it's unhealed shit that got me just spiraling. But I also realized that, like, I'll come to my friends and I'll tell them a situation and in that moment it's heated and it looks bad but then like there's been times where after the fact me and the other person will talk it out and I'm like okay I understand where you was coming from you said it wrong or the approach was wrong or whatever the case may be and I've just learned like sometimes people aren't like just flat out shitty ass people it's just like you guys are just different like y'all operate different y'all process different y'all's emotions are different and it's just like y'all just can't find some type of like way to understand each other absolutely Mm -hmm. because you gotta think the world the world is a place right but how i see the world is my perspective of the world Mm -hmm. so in my mind i think that this is how everybody is when honestly it's not like you're your own world kim you're your own world and it's just like navigating through that and like i said hopefully we're all are blessed and lucky enough to meet somebody where worlds can collide in such a way but like i think it's important to like and like i said on that show trust yourself you know what i mean like i can go to people for different perspectives or whatever the case may be but at the end of the day i gotta be able to trust myself to make the right decision for me Right. right um and then just as it pertains to friends like i think it's important to have a group of friends that's gonna tell you like you out here looking stupid (laughs) you know what I mean like if you don't want to leave I understand that as well so I'm gonna back you either way you know Mm -hmm. what I mean but I'm not gonna be the friend again like are we are we fighting this nigga today or we love this nigga today like (laughs) which one are we doing just so that I know I don't wanna bash the nigga and you still love the nigga and you wanna be lovey-dovey today so it's important to get a good group of friends that can understand that balance as well. Yeah, I agree. And this also goes back to the question about the things that we need. Like, for me, I need somebody that's, like, when shit gets bad, don't just abandon me or or give me those vibes. Like, we're going to go through this shit together. Yeah. Like, one thing that I know I need is 
so for a partner to be able to like have those uncomfortable conversations with me because if I can't say how I feel and put it on the table and vice versa and we can't right. work through this shit, it's not going to work. Right. Because in order for us to grow, we have to really go through some shit and we got to really talk through it. Like when you're just holding stuff in, are you sweeping it under the rug and you walking on eggshells? Like that's just damage waiting to happen. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is everybody's feelings are valid. Don't ever let somebody tell you what you're Ooh, feeling isn't valid. Yeah. You may not agree, but that doesn't mean that person never felt that way. Doesn't, doesn't, you know, mean that. No, they 100% feel that way. And if you don't agree, like Dariel said, Brandy said it too, that's where you have the conversation. Yes. You don't because, have to agree, but it's valid and you can't invalidate it. Right. And I think a lot of disagreements is because somebody feels like, well, one person has to be right and one person has to be wrong. No. Nope. Like, we can both be right and we can both be wrong. It's yeah. just like perspective. So it's just like, it's always that battle of like, we're against each other. Like, mm-hmm. no, we're not. We are a team. We're a unit. Like, it's never supposed to be that battle of like, oh, you're, you're, you're wrong. You're wrong. Like, no. Right. So ladies, <laughs> I will wrap up by asking, um, what advice would you give to someone who is going through a breakup? Fuck these hoes. Pass the weed. I'm playing. That was a, that's a T.I. song. Um, I would say get around some love. Like, I know it's easy to isolate and be to yourself, but um, find, like, a healthy balance of being okay with being by yourself. Because that's a big thing for me. Like, you, when you get so comfortable with being with somebody every day, all the time, and then mm. when y'all break up and now it's just like, damn, like, they're not here. Yeah. And sometimes that can make you be vulnerable and want to go back. Mm. But I think it's important, too, like, if you know it's done, you got to cut all ties like it can't be no loose ends i agree none of that like you really need that time to really lock in with yourself and get your emotions right allow yourself to go through that process Mm -hmm. be sad for some days feel that pain because it on the other side it's happiness it's freedom it's everything that you want Mm -hmm. but also you know have have time where you're just around some love and you're getting back to yourself because I feel like a lot of us lose ourselves in relationships sometimes and you stop doing the things that you love you stop doing the things that make you happy and stop doing the things that you care about like always like stay true to yourself and do those things that make you feel good yeah I agree kind of to come off of that is feel what you're supposed to feel but don't stay in there for too long but don't avoid it don't you know use your friends to get you there like your friends will be there to support you in a healthy way but don't push don't press don't you know don't go wild out don't use somebody to fill the void whether it's your parents sister cousin a man uh friend whoever feel what you're supposed to feel don't sit in it and understand that your feelings are valid and that like mm-hmm. Darielle said you will get through it everything at this everything is temporary our lives are temporary so there's not one moment in life that you will stay in it's just not. That's physically impossible. I would say, again, echoing what Dario and Kim said, that fill your feels, allow them to um, teach you something, and then let them pass. Um, I would also say that things don't have to be 
worst case scenario for you to break up with somebody. Um, mm-hmm. If somewhere along the line you just realize that this is not a good fit for you or that you feel like you're settling um, or that you're, you know, giving and not receiving or whatever the case may be, things don't have to be bad for you to break up with somebody. And breakups are okay. We should normalize breakups mm-hmm. um, because they're going to happen. Um, things don't have to end on bad terms. If you think you can, man, you know, maintain a friendship with somebody after a relationship, great. If that's not the route that you want to take, that's okay, too. Um, I would say just take it all as a learning experience to learn more about yourself and to just do things differently the next time, you know, a relationship approaches your door. That's all I got. Period. And fuck these hoes past the weed. <laughs> if you would like to share any of your experiences, always hit us up. Yeah. Ask us some questions. Um, and make sure you follow us. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mamas, yes. tell your daddies and your uncles. Um, our Instagram is Take Control Podcast. You can email us at Take Control Podcast at gmail.com. And I don't know if we're about to be saying RIP to Twitter for real, for say. real, but if not, it's Take Control Pod. <laughs> and also, RIP to Take Off. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. That's really, that hurt so, me. So, my mom would not stop talking about him. Like, you know when they put out the alert about the open invite to the funeral? She was like, oh, I got invited to take off the funeral. Shut up. Like, I got invited. Oh, my girl, Ma'am. shut up. No, you did not. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. It's, it's, the world is not playing fair. That was honestly, I think, the first celebrity death that actually, like, hit me. Like, because obviously there's a lot of celebrities that pass, but that hit me hard because of the family aspect. Like, it's just so unnecessary. God like, damn. It just, like it didn't have to happen. Yeah. Mm-mm. Like you really a bitch, bro. And for him to do it in front of his fam, like that's that's wild. Like that that actually did like fuck me up a little bit because I just thought about I can't imagine being in front of in front of my cousin or nephew or whatever family member family member or not being in front of somebody and that's how you die over a piece of shit game of some fucker that's mad that he's a broke boy. That shit, that shit really, like, that hit me for real. Yeah, so love on your people. Nothing is that serious, you know what I mean? Because we all, you know, offset, there was a rift there. So nothing is that serious. Love on your people. Tell them you love them. Give them the flowers while they're here. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that good stuff. Um, y'all got anything else before we close? No. Nope. All right. Love you guys. Love you, Bye. Bye.